Welcome to the Millennial Boardroom Podcast. I'm Erica Pierce, your Millennial Success Strategist. Each week, I will share real-life tips, tools, and techniques on what it really takes to be a millennial leader. If you're ready for success, let's go. Hi, guys. Welcome back to episode 41 of the Millennial Boardroom Podcast. It's your host, Erica Pierce, as always. And wow, we are almost through 2020. It's almost over. I know I keep saying that every week, but it just feels like the end of the year would never be here. Now, we don't know what 2021 is going to bring, but I want you to be ready. And so I want to thank all of you who have given me so much positive feedback from the Growth and Goals Bootcamp. I am so excited about those of you who have been in the bootcamp, who have participated and who are really ready for 2021. And this is the deal. I'm going to do another bootcamp in January. So I did two of them in December, and I'm going to do a third one in January. It's going to be the second week in January. I'll have more details on my website and on my Instagram, on LinkedIn, all those places. But I just wanted to give you a heads up because I know a few of you missed it, and you're now realizing that you really do need a career growth and goal plan for 2021. So don't worry, it's going to be there. You can definitely check it out. The other thing I want to do is thank our sponsor this week, which is the Millennial Boardroom Digital Community. It is live, guys. The community is live. It's growing. I'm very excited about it. It's the first career growth community for millennial professionals. And every time I go there and I see more of you joining, it really just, it warms my heart guys, because this has been my baby. It's been something that I've been working on for a really long time. And I'm so glad that you guys really have just embraced it and you're joining by the number. Okay. So let's get to today's episode. So a couple of weeks ago on Instagram, on reels, I'm trying to do more reels because I'm told that people like to watch these 15 second videos. I did a couple of reels on things to stop saying at work, phrases to stop saying at work. And then after that, I said to myself, you know what, maybe I'll post this on LinkedIn. And I honestly believe I'm one of the first people to start posting reels on LinkedIn and people love them. I I think so many people who are professionals are not used to kind of seeing these short videos that are informative and educational, but also fun to watch. They're not used to seeing that on LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn is a much more serious kind of place. So I was actually surprised by how well-received the videos went. I mean, I think I almost went LinkedIn viral, if that's a thing, (laughs) in terms of my videos on phrases to stop saying at work, in terms of the number of views that I received. So I wanted to do a podcast that talked about some of these phrases because on reels, you only get 15 seconds, right? So I'm talking really fast. I'm also trying to be a little tongue in cheek. I don't really get to share the details on why you shouldn't say some of these phrases at work. So today on the podcast, I wanted to share that. And then what's really cool is next week on the podcast, we have a guest, Stacy Karen Idema, who is an executive communications coach. So her job is to really work with different executives, to work with different professionals 
on communication. And I talked to her about some of these phrases and she had some great feedback. So definitely make sure you listen next week as, as well, because this episode and next week's episode, they really complement each other. So let me get to some of these phrases. And I'll be honest with you guys, I just made a list of them and I have them in front of me. And I'm just going to speak really just from <laughs> speak from the heart about why you should not say some of these phrases. So let me start with the first one that I really work on myself, and it is the word just. So if you look at your email, go back and look at the last couple of emails that you sent professionally and see if you said just. A lot of times we write stuff like, I just wanted to let you know, or I was just thinking, or I'm writing to just tell you those types of things. Remove the word just. It has no, (laughs) it really has no reason to ever be there. You are almost disqualifying what you're trying to say. So instead of saying, I just wanted to let you know, you can remove just and say, I wanted to let you know. You want to be strong when you speak. You want to be powerful when you speak. You want to be confident when you speak. And just is one of those words that it's just not necessary to have (laughs) in your vocabulary. And we use it quite a bit. You might not be conscious of it, but definitely I see it all the time in email communications. So my rule of thumb for myself is a lot of times when I write an email, I go back and I look for certain words that take away the power of my words, that take away what I'm saying and making it sound less confident and make me sound like I'm asking for permission or I'm scared to say statements. So just is one of those words. And I guarantee if you go back and look at the last three or four communications that you've had over email, you'll start to see it. And then when you start to talk, you'll start to realize it. But go look at your email communications first and check that out. The other words that I would say or other group of phrases are, I feel, I think, I hope. And I think is one that I use a lot. And I've really had to remove that from my vocabulary. And the way I learned it is when I was writing my very first book, in the book, I must have had a thousand times. I think this, I think that, I think that you should do this. I think that you should, you know, say this. I think you should take this class, whatever it was. I had, I think, I think, I think. And my copy editor came to me and she said, look, if someone is buying your book, they're buying it because they want to know what you think. So you don't have to keep telling them this is what you think. Just say, you should do this. Or I want to tell you about this or something like that. Just don't always say, I think, I feel, I hope. Again, those are words that weaken what you're saying. Be affirmative of what what you have to say. Don't make yourself look less confident by saying, I think. I mean, there are times where it is appropriate, but if you start to overuse it, again, you really are diluting what you're saying. So take a look at it, especially if it's something, you know, depending on what type of job you're in, if you are, if you're running a team, if you're in charge of a team and you're constantly telling them, you know, I think you should do this. No, this is what you should do. So think about it. It's not, that's ironic. I just said, think about it, but really go through and look at your communications. And when you are saying things such as, I feel, I think, I hope, I hope is not a good one. I don't know why you would ever really be saying at work, I hope, okay? Hope is really for, you know, it's not really for professional work, right? Why why are you hoping it? Either it's gonna happen or it's not gonna happen. You can't hope it to happen really when it comes to work stuff. So that's definitely one group of phrases that I want you to think about stop saying as well. I feel, I think, I hope. 
The other one is I'm sorry. And really I'm talking to women specifically with this one because we really take I'm sorry to the next level. And I actually used to work with someone who used I'm sorry. I mean, almost in a way where I wanted to just shake that person sometimes and say, stop saying I'm sorry. You were not sorry. You did not do anything wrong. <laughs> so for example, if, um, if I were in my office, sometimes that person would come in and say, I'm sorry to bother you. No, you're not sorry to bother me. You have a reason to come in. And so instead of saying, I'm sorry to bother you, you can tap on the door and say, do you have a few minutes? But don't open with, I'm sorry. There's often times where we are using the word, I'm sorry, when we're really not sorry, but it just becomes a filler word to make us feel better. And so, or you're trying to make the other person feel better. When you are a few minutes late, for example, to a meeting, don't always run in and say, I'm sorry, I'm so late. You can run in and say, Thank you for your patience. Let's get started. Do you hear the difference in that? Again, you have to sound confident. Now, there are times where you do want to apologize if you've done something that is wrong. But if you haven't and you're just using it as a way to kind of fill the time or fill the space, then you're not using it correctly. So really think through when you're using I'm sorry. And again, Ladies, I specifically are talking to you because there's some study that says that women over-apologize in life. Just, I forget the percentage. There was actually this whole, this whole Dove commercial one, at one point where they were showing all these instances. So for example, if a man bumps into a woman, the woman will say, I'm sorry. Why are you saying you're sorry? You didn't bump into him. He bumped into you. Okay. <laughs> so I don't want to go on that tangent, but start to be conscious again of those words such as I'm sorry. Okay. The other phrase that I actually did a reel on was the phrase, I'm not sure this makes sense, or this might sound like a dumb idea. Do not ever say those types of phrases at work. Why would you ever even start off your idea by calling it dumb or calling it crazy or something like that? Why? Because the thing about it is, or let me add a third scenario, or you don't actually share your idea at all because you're too afraid of someone thinking it's dumb or someone thinking it's crazy. All so your silence and not sharing is just as bad as saying, this might sound like a dumb idea or this might sound crazy. Don't say that about any of your ideas. If you are at the table, if you're at the Zoom meeting, if you're in the conference room or whatever <laughs> the scenario is, you are there because you have ideas. Your organization wants to have people who think outside the box. That is when you start to show value, when you really can put forth new ideas, new suggestions, new ways of thinking. That even sometimes percolates other people to start thinking in different ways. So don't call it dumb and don't call it crazy. You can say something something to the effect of, you know, I'm still thinking this through, but let me share with you some of my ideas and let me get your feedback. Again, do you hear the difference between saying this might sound like a crazy idea and alternatively saying, let me share some of my early thoughts on this and get your feedback. Do you hear that difference? It's, it's huge. And again, that will really start to show that you have more confidence in what you're saying, as opposed to opening up with this might sound dumb or this might sound crazy. The other thing is, does this make sense? So a lot of times we'll put forth an idea and nobody will say anything. It'll be silence, crickets, and you'll say, does that make sense? Because you're uncomfortable while people think. Allow people to think. You don't have to then say, does this make sense? Or maybe that doesn't make any sense to you guys. Don't say that. Just allow people to think. Allow that uncomfortable times. <laughs> and as opposed to 
trying to make it sound like because they look puzzled that you couldn't explain something or your idea wasn't, you know, top notch. So again, remove that one as well. That's again, a filler word. Sometimes when there is silence, after you say something, we immediately say, does that make sense? Or maybe that didn't make any sense. Don't say that. Okay. The other phrase that I don't like is when people say, oh, no big deal or no worries. Remove that, right? A lot of times, again, you're trying to make someone feel better. Maybe they did something that was wrong to you or there's something they should be apologizing for. And you're immediately saying back to them, no worries, no, no problem, no big deal. No, it may, maybe it was a big deal. So don't use those phrases if it was a big deal. Remove those phrases from your vocabulary. Sometimes it's okay just to say, okay, thanks, great, you know, we'll figure it out or something like that. But don't just qualify when someone has done something that maybe didn't sit well with you or maybe you don't agree with. Don't say no worries or no big deal if it was a big deal to you. Again, this is about using the right words in the right context. The other one that I often see happen as well is when someone says, thank you, and we respond with no problem. Maybe it took a lot of you to accomplish whatever it is that they're thanking you for. So don't say no problem. Just say you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Again, why would you say no problem? Like it was no big deal. Maybe you were up all night trying to do this last minute assignment that your boss gave you. And if they say, Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for staying up all night. Don't say no problem. Just say you're welcome. Leave it at that. Okay, a couple of more. Let me know or just let me know. This one I also did a real video on. I hear this all the time. Just let me know if you need me. Just let me know if you need anything else. Just let me know if you need some more help. Just let me know if this makes sense. Stop saying that. When you do that, you are putting the ownership on the other person to give you direction. Instead, be very specific. You can say, why don't we set up some time so we can discuss if there's anything else that I can help you with on this project, as opposed to saying, just let me know if you need any more help. Do you see the difference? It's so much stronger. It's so much more confident. And it also is showing you bringing value. This is the whole point is that you want to always show that you are confident and that you are bringing value to the organization. The other one that I'm hearing a lot right now is I'm bored. Never go to your boss and tell them you're bored. Even if you are bored, there are ways to say it that don't sound like you're just sitting around playing video games all day, okay? So instead of saying, I'm bored, you'd want to go and say, can we have a conversation about some additional assignments that I could work on? I'd like to be further stretched, or I'd like to have some new challenges. Do you hear the difference? When you say, I'm bored, honestly, you sound like a 16-year-old, and that is not how you want to sound professionally. So, But if you go and you say, can we you know, take a look, or can we discuss some other work that I could be focused on or how I could further help us meet some of our goals or how I could be of, uh, you know, broaden the skill set that I'm working on. Those types of words and phrases make such a bigger difference than saying I'm bored. So guys, those are just some of the ones that came top of mind in terms of phrases I think you should stop saying at work and why. And again, I don't really get to explain the why <laughs> when I'm in a 15 second Instagram real video, but I wanted to give you that additional background on why these phrases are really ones that I want you to remove from your communication, remove them from your email communication, remove them from your video communication, phone communication, 
really become conscious of it. So I'll, I'll tell you them really quick. It was the word just, just stop saying it. Did you hear me say that? Just stop saying it. I feel, I think, I hope, I'm sorry. I'm not sure this makes sense. This might sound like a dumb idea. This might sound like a crazy idea. Oh, no big deal. No worries. Remove that. Let me know or just let me know. Remove that. And I'm bored. So those are the ones that come to mind right now that I think you really should consider. Stop saying, don't say these words in 2021. That's what we'll say. <laughs> so guys, thank you for tuning into the podcast this week. I hope this content continues to be valuable to you. Will you please do me a favor if it is, will you go to iTunes and leave me a quick review and also just make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. It makes such a difference in terms of um, the number of people who get to hear this podcast, the more um, reviews I have, the more subscribers I have, the further the reach goes. So if that would be my favor to ask of you, my, my Christmas gift, please. And also just hit me with a note on things you want to hear me talk about, especially next year. Any ideas you have for the podcast, let me know. And I'm excited about this next year. I started this podcast the first week of January and I have loved doing it. I want to continue it, but I also want to make sure it's of value to you. So until next week, level up, you got this. <laughs>